HPS Podcast, episode number 37. How's everybody doing? Hope everybody is uh, doing well. Uh, you're you're, you're uh, staying well, healthy, safe. Your families are well. Everybody's doing good. And uh, at this time, I would like to in- introduce my uh, co-host and uh, my good friend. Please welcome Freddie. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, and I, have, I must say, well, dude, that's a beautiful shot you have there. <laughs> yeah, we had to go into the new game a little bit, Harry. You know, we, we, we I mean, that's what we're talking about here. So, uh, I tried to match my creative skater. We're going to talk about that in this episode, but uh, anyway, I tried to match my creative skater very well. But I thought that was a fitting little uh, introduction for us here. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, well, thanks, everybody, again, for uh, for tuning in and checking it out and uh, giving us the support for the podcast. Um, so uh, we don't have really a whole lot of housekeeping. We're going to jump right into it because, obviously, what's on everybody's mind, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, obviously. So uh, for tonight's special episode, Freddie and I, we're going to be having a candid, candid conversation, taking an in-depth look at the new game. Uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2. We'll be focusing on aspects of it that should prove to be of interest to the more hardcore fans of the of the games. Uh, Freddie's going to cover a lot of the gameplay mechanics and nuances. I'm going to be taking a deep dive in a creative park, as would be expected. Uh, we'll then cum- culminate in a dual discussion concerning online play, and we're going to hit everything in, in between. Uh, it should be a ton of fun, and it should provide a bit of a different, discu- uh, different perspective on the new game. Uh, everybody, sound o- do we sound okay here tonight? Uh, we're having a couple little technical glitches, but just want to be sure everything everybody can hear us. And, uh, hey, hey, guys. How do we sound tonight? All right. Sarge says the stream's a little quiet. Uh, Fishy says it as well. So I'm just going to turn this up just a little bit more, and hopefully that will be um, a little bit louder for us. So I just cranked this up a little bit, cranked Freddie up a little bit here. Hopefully that's better. So... All right, great. Sounds like we're in good shape now. Good stuff. All right, so uh, let's hit some of our uh, primary. How to turn your TV all the way up? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're 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 uh, we're trying here. So, uh, but uh, let's go ahead and um, let's go ahead and jump out of here. And I'm going to be driving here on this, and we're going to talk through some of the nuances of the game uh, as we go here. Uh, but getting back to it, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 Plus 2, we have had a little bit over a week to play through this thing and talk about it um, and be a part of it um, and play it. I just turned myself up one more time. Uh, so let's just do this. Now that we've been out for a whole week to play, digest the game, what's kind of what, – Freddie, I'll just start with you. What's your more formal thoughts on the game as a whole now you've gotten the, the, the big picture of it and not just the demo? As a whole, to me, I feel like the game has been a, a home run, a great success. Um, there's, there's certain things that not everybody is a fan of, namely the online setup, but – for the the broader audience, you, you know, they were trying to reach. They they included a little th- something for everybody, whether you're a speed runner, or you go for high scores, or um, you enjoy the the offline campaign type uh, goals. Um, I really think the the game was a success, and I'm very excited to see what Vicarious has in store for future add-ons. Yeah, uh, I've said it a couple of times now. I I think. 
my my general consensus is I think they did a fantastic job. The stuff that I knew was going to be incredible and really great is incredible and really great. Obviously, the visuals are, are stunning, spectacular. They did a great job of capturing all of the goals and everything. But the thing to me that's been number one in this remake, remaster, has been gameplay. Is the gameplay right? And it is, as far as I'm concerned. It's very well done. And so, yeah, are there some things that I'd like to see improved? Of course, absolutely. I'm sure all of us would. But overall, if the gameplay's right, we've got room for improvement. And, of course, obviously, if the sales go well and the reviews have gone well, things are pointing well. So the, f the future, I believe, looks bright. And we're going to talk about that more. But, yeah, I think they did a great job. I... I've always thought in, in the back of my head somewhere, I've said, how could anybody, after all of the games, after this whole entire series, all the way from 1 in 1999, all the way up through the last iteration of Tony Hawk 5, how could somebody take all of that and combine it and do something that really, like you said, Freddie, has a little bit of something for everybody? And I think they did it. I mean, I really think they did it, and, and it just it's mind-blowing to me that they did because I didn't think it would ever be possible, but, man, they found a real good sweet spot here, and we're, we're going to talk about it in uh, some more depth. But uh, cool. With, uh, go ahead, Freddie. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, uh, what you were saying about the gameplay is I don't know how long the total development process was. You know, apparently they had originally planned to announce the game at the anniversary event last last summer but uh for however many however much time they spent working on the game they really nailed the physics and the gameplay on this iteration yeah it's funny you said that about the anniversary event because uh, uh one of the thpsx mods uh tyler uh he was gracious and he uh he gifted me with a ticket and i was able to get down there and go to that event so tyler and i got to go and we heard murmurings that there was going to be some sort of an announcement made about a potential new game uh, all throughout that event, it never happened. And we were both left kind of scratching our heads going, hmm, I really thought that they might going to be announcing something here. And, uh, yeah, I think they may just wanted to have taken some more time on the development or whatever it was. But, uh, anyway, here we are. All right, well, let's start our uh, discussion here tonight, uh, or our next topic in our discussion, I should say. We kind of got our over thoughts there. Let's talk about some of the gameplay and some of the challenges as we're looking at this as kind of a comprehensive look at the game. Uh, first of all, uh, we had discussed in very good depth uh, the 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 gameplay because the gameplay was pretty set within the warehouse demo. We'll talk a little bit about you know, if we saw any kind of subtle changes or any kind of, you know, nuances that that were different in the final version of it versus what we got, uh, you know, in the demo. So, um, but I guess that's my first question to you, Freddie. Do you notice any improvements in the play from the demo? Did you notice it? Because I know you pick up on real subtle stuff, probably stuff that I miss and maybe a lot of other people might miss. Uh, you post little clips and videos and stuff, and I always love it when you do that. <laughs> Did you notice anything? Did they change or tweak the gameplay some from the demo? Uh, the first thing that I noticed on the, the very first time that I loaded up the game was the angle of the wall plant seemed a little improved since the demo, which is uh, pretty cool that if they had taken our input and, and fixed it that quickly or if the demo was an old build it's hard to say but uh that was a very welcome change the first time that i played the game the angle of the wall plants hmm. interesting i would not have picked up on that 
Um, yeah, I've, to me, it felt very similar. I was happy with the gameplay demo. Um, I, you know, the 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 gameplay in the demo, I should say. I was pleased with that, and I thought it was really good. I didn't notice a whole lot of differences. Obviously, very nice to play with a fully uh, built-out, full-stats uh, skater. <laughs> the speed is uh, incredibly better when you can when you can jack those stats all the way up, and we where we got kind of the baseline default Tony Hawk in the in the demo there. Um, any other notes or, or things that you uh, enjoyed being able to? Um, be a part of from from the, from the gameplay in the full version uh just getting the chance to explore everything else besides warehouse you know after two or three weeks of warehouse you're just itching to try out a new level with those physics yeah and it, it didn't disappoint yeah absolutely agree 100 percent. so how about this do we have in this title do we have the right mix of mechanics uh did they include enough newer mechanics that weren't in the original two games or is are there some things that maybe could have i mean obviously the big one that a lot of people talked about was walking walking is not in this it was rumored that maybe it might be but um is is it needed i mean you and i both seem to like tony hawk for quite a bit so i i kind of miss it walking uh for example but i don't know i haven't noticed it bother me that much i've kind of readjusted my gameplay again no not at all i mean Obviously, we're no walk specialists, but uh, I feel like the the mechanics that they chose to include is perfect for this particular remake. Um, I just go back to think of what Tony Hawk three and four would feel like with wall plants or acid drops, and I think that uh, they they fit into the gameplay perfectly. And also, one thing that's a little underrated is the use of hip transfers in this game. Oh yeah, that's true. It's it is interesting because for those of us that have played Thug Pro, we we were used to some of these mechanics in these levels because these levels are in Thug Pro. So to play Warehouse with wall plants and but for somebody that maybe hasn't played Thug Pro or didn't play the later versions of the titles, I'll bet it's probably a trip. To have reverts, you know, in, in there, and <laughs> yeah. to have wall plants and acid drops, you know, I, I they, it's probably a, an interesting uh, thing for them. I wonder what people like that would have to say about it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, the reverts, it's such a, a basic uh, mechanic, you know, it didn't even come to mind first, you know. I automatically went straight to acid drops and wall plants, but little things like reverts, you know, it, it adds so much to the gameplay, and... And for the purists out there that that don't like that stuff, they gave you the option to go back to the original controls. Yeah, exactly. I had a chance to have a direct message with one of our former guests, Slateman, and he's a purist. He actually didn't like most of the games from Tony Hawk three and on. He didn't. He he liked Tony Hawk one and two, and uh, his review of this, he loves it. He really, really likes it. And we might try to get we might try to get his thoughts on it at some point again uh, down the road. But uh, I talked to him a little bit, and he he had expressed and shared that he really felt like they nailed it here and he's the purest of the pure <laughs> so i think he must have embraced uh, some of the new mechanics or he's just playing with the legacy controls so how, how cool would it be if he released an updated version of his book with including this game oh it's coming it's on the way he's already announced it 
Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's already announced to check his Twitter for more information on uh, Tony Hawk's gaming domination. Uh, he's got a couple of he's gonna he's gonna have a new version of it coming out uh, here very shortly. He says within probably the next month, and he'll have uh, he'll have Tony Hawk's um, Skate Jam, the mobile game, included in that because that wasn't in the final version of the book. And then he'll have one plus two in there as well. Um, so you'll get more of his thoughts there. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So make sure and check him out on Twitter for uh, Tony Hawk's Gaming Domination, uh, Slateman. Um, all right, so trick animations, that, that was one of the things that was kind of heralded, and we didn't get to see, you know, all of the different trick animations, and we'll cover uh, amount of specials as well in this kind of next little dialogue here. Um, how do you feel like the tricks look, Freddy, and is there any particular one that you could cite that bugs you or you feel like might be a little bit off or wrong, and, and do you feel like they included enough specials now that we can see really the, the diversity of it with all of the pros in there, what you can do with Creative Skater, all of that kind of stuff? How are you feeling about, about those things? To me personally, I think that the majority of the flips and grabs look just fine from a gameplay standpoint. Um, it's a lot of the specials that they tweaked that it's kind of questionable. Um, to me, the Misty Flip is maybe a little bit too fast. I agree. Um, Misty Flip is really fast. <laughs> one particular grab that people seem to have a problem with is the Airwalk. It looks uh, a little bit, little Robomoto-y, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but, um, the, I mean, that's not to take away from some of the cool animations that they did include, like... Uh, Pizza guy, or yeah, the new the new kick flick back flip is pretty cool in my opinion. Front side five forty looks really good. <clears throat> F, F yeah, FS five forty is yeah. really really fast. Um, yeah, but, uh, for, for the most part, trick animations are really good. See, that's nothing that I paid a whole lot of attention to. I know it's a huge deal for a lot of people, especially for like skateboarding purists. They really want to see, you know, the mechanics of how are the feet placed and how does the foot move or how does the hand grab or, you know, it's very, very important. I guess I'm always just focusing on what's my next thing I'm going to grind or what's my next era going to be. I'm not paying such close attention to, you know, I'm just saying, oh, did it flip? Did it? Did I make it? Did I not bail? <laughs> so that to me isn't isn't as big of a deal. But yeah, Misty Flip was a welcome return because that wasn't in some of the later titles, and so that's nice to see that back in there. But yeah, it's really fast, and uh, there's been some conversations surrounding that. There's another uh, dialogue that I overheard. Somebody was saying that that's a Ollie Norse uh, would they'd like to see those be able to be held, which now it's just it execute and it, you don't hold the foot. Which I think somebody said that in Tony Hawk 4 it was one way and in Underground 1 it was another. I don't remember exactly, but. Yeah, but on the topic of trick animations or tricks in general, yeah. I really want to really say that the amount of tricks that's included in this game from the get go is really quite impressive. It's uh, pretty much the same amount of tricks that you would see in, say, Thug Pro or any of the PS2 games. Yeah, there's a lot. It's cool, too, that you can unlock the special uh, uh, trick slots as you progress through your thing. And, um, and you know, you, you get you get in there and in your skater. My controller died. I was going to start navigating through this a little bit. But, um, you know. Here's so what does it give you? About uh, 10 trick yeah, slots, I believe? 10 trick spots. And as you, everybody can tell, 
Uh, I'm always famous for not binding all of my specials. I have eight, and I have nine <laughs> unlocked, <laughs> so I don't have everybody. And yes, folks, I am only level 46, so you know, go ahead and cheer about that, those of you that are like level 80 now. Um, <laughs> Gone to the Cat says hard flips look ugly. Um, I hadn't really paid too much attention, but yeah, I think, again, it's maybe... Uh, to me, it's not the most important aspect of it, but yeah, it should look good, and I think they look. I think they did a, 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 a decent job with it, and, and everything seems to go pretty well. Uh, so let's yeah, talk. The, go ahead. Um, the trick mapping, even in the demo, it's really intuitive. Uh, the the UI is what I mean. The user interface for mapping tricks. Yes. They they included the little icons of what the trick looks like. Yeah, it is. It's quite nice. It, it looks. It looks. It all looks good, and there's plenty to choose from. And obviously, it's everything that you would hope for. You you can map it to whatever directional uh, way that you're um, comfortable with, and that's very nice to be able to get those things mapped exactly as you always would have, or have you you have remembered over the course of time and playing the series. So. Um, another comment from Jens in chat says, Delmar, Indy, and Tuckney look identical. So I will be honest, I have not tried every special that there is, so I can't speak to it too much. Um, but, yeah, it's there's some room for improvement, and but overall I think it, it's, it's good. Okay, let's talk a little bit about scoring and, and the way that this goes. So obviously we're back now to, this is another thing that I never thought we'd come back to. Did anybody ever think that points would matter again in a Tony Hawk title? Because I sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and it seems like it, they do. And so now people have been doing a hefty analysis on scoring in regards to how are you penalized for how many times you've grinded a rail or how many specials you've thrown into your combo, and what's the degradation of points look like throughout that. Um, this, again, is not my area of expertise. Freddie, maybe you can speak to a little bit. How do you feel like the scoring is? Did they find a, a good, proper place for how combos can, you know, and I know, of course, speed of play and how you slow down if you do too many things and your, your balance meters. I mean, there's so much that can go into the analysis on, on scoring. Um, talk about that a little bit, Freddie, if you can. Yeah, it's, I mean, honestly, it's not my level of expertise as far as getting high scores, but from what we've observed in the demo, it it seems like they limit your combo to only four reverts before you lose momentum. Maybe somebody in the chat can correct me on I that. I think but, that's right. It sounds like I remember hearing that. But um, I think that... If if they're limiting if they're limiting you that much, it only pushes the player more to uh, get the highest score within the limitations. So I think it's a rather good thing that they'll it'll keep the amount of time you're comboing down. Say you think about the old PS2 games where people could combo for 20 minutes or more, whereas on here we have a 1 billion score that was uh, landed earlier today took 10 minutes to land right so um 
Yeah, we had the question of how long was it going to take for somebody to hit the billion because I think we, we blew away $100 million within the demo. I th- I, if I remember correctly, the highest I heard in the demo was like $750 million. I don't remember who hit it. $500 million was super common with the demo. But uh, the billion was landed today, legit. Uh, there's video evidence, which that's cool that we have video evidence now. <laughs> Before, you didn't have that kind of stuff. Now, now you actually people can actually prove it, so... Yeah, I mean, I think uh, the, the the developers were going for, uh, uh, especially in the online mode, they don't they don't want people to get bored waiting for people to land. So we'll talk about it later. But they added in that little wrap it up feature where right. you have thirty seconds to finish your combo. Yeah, faster gameplay for sure. Yeah, you're not sitting there waiting. Definitely, like you can't be in Thug Pro even after zero. So. Well, and then there's a whole other feature, and we'll talk about that in online play as well. Yeah, I think the scoring as well. I've I've heard I've heard most people pretty happy with it. I know that some people aren't happy with how much it slows you down after a period of time, but um, uh, it doesn't bother me. I'm pretty happy with it. It feels very much like what I'm accustomed to or used to because I got to the point later in the series, probably starting with like Thug Two, and on. I never played for points, so I paid no attention <laughs> to any of that stuff, and that's part of why I'm not an expert on it at all. Um, but this feels pretty much like what I am accustomed to. Yeah, same here. Um, I'm not playing for high scores, and I, I do not speak for those that do, but I, I think that the penalties are rather fair in this game. Yeah. Okay, let's let's uh, roll through this. We've got Skate Tours. So Skate Tours is kind of, uh, I guess, how you work through each game. Uh, we break out each thing. We've got Tony Hawk 1 and 2, uh, full games, and then you've got Ranked and Free Skate with Free Skate Speedrun Single Session. Um, so I was really curious how they were going to do this, how they were going to break these apart uh, for the play, if they would just be all kind of in one running thing or if they would actually break it out into separate. It's, it, I think they did a good job with how they did it. We, we break it out separately, and then we've got a nice UI and menu for all of them with you know your goals that you've worked through and you've done um, for each of them. And then, of course, then the Ranked and Free Skate does give you everything in one. Um, how have you enjoyed the How have you enjoyed the uh, skate tours uh, part of the game, Freddie? I think it's you know just like I remember playing through the first game on Nintendo sixty four. I have no problem with how they did it. I think they 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 set it up really well. And um, yeah, the as far as the the ranked in free skate. It's really cool that they included ranked because the, I never thought that that would be something that would be on a leaderboard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and what's cool too, the other thing that I like about it, I like how they did it too. I think they did a great job with it. In uh, like you said, it's exactly how you remember it, but even enhanced. So really easy to keep track of what goals you have. It gives you you know a sense of um, what collectibles do you have. If we look at this, I don't know if it's showing my cursor on. It doesn't look like it is. Anyway, it's showing it. It's giving us. Do you have the stat points? What are your records? It runs you down through it, uh, uh, all that stuff, and then. Then when you get to the ranked and free skate, it gives us some more. What do you need to do still? What haven't? And I haven't finished working my way through this portion of it yet. Um, and then you can sort it if you want to, um, which is cool. So you've got all this stuff that you can go through and shows you gives you a good running uh, total of everything that's gone on and, and kind of your progress in the game. But yeah, I'm 
I'm very happy with it. I did hear a couple of people uh, make a couple suggestions that I would agree with. There's some secret goals like the Vicarious Visions uh, icons that you can collect. Be nice if there was some sort of tally, and then also the aliens that you can collect in the secret, it, you know, in the in one of the secret goals. But I guess if they were up front here on the UI, then they wouldn't be secret, would they? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think this is great. I think it's a really good thing. We'll talk about some of the actual, um, you know, actual game parts of it here after a bit. But yeah, I think they did a great job. I, I, I'm, I have no gripes or issues or complaints with how they broke this up. And yeah, it's a great way to combine everything into into a, a central place. It's easy to navigate and easy to get to what you need to, and keeps track of your progress. So good stuff. Okay, let's talk about some of the challenges here. So the challenge system in here, this was one of the big surprises to me. The challenges are really, really robust. There are a lot of challenges. There's 714 challenges, and then there's also some secret challenges that I'm not sure if they if they uh, keep on this tally. But uh, specific to each thing, you get stat points, and you also get cash, and then you also get unlockables. We get boards, and we get... Um, uh, clothing and we get uh, things unlocked in the skate shop for creative park all that stuff as you go through this um, Freddie have you have you uh, engaged in a lot of the challenges yet I know that this has been a big deal for a lot of people um, I've uh, I've done some of the multiplayer challenges you know not really going for them but you know kind of unlocking them as I play along um, I really think that the diversity of challenges they have here between create a park combo um, skater challenges and even the multiplayer aspect of it it's it's really extremely robust and almost a little bit overwhelming uh, if for the completionists out there yeah. but uh, I think it just adds another element to the game for uh, these days everybody is all about progression in video games you see it with Call of Duty ranking up all the time and this adds a little bit of that aspect to Tony Hawk and uh, as you level up and gain more cash so I think it's a welcome addition to this version of the game yeah it's it's incredible I, the amount of the amount of challenges in this definitely can keep you fulfilled and busy for a extended period of time and I know that was a big piece of conversation going into this title was okay these levels uh, truly are not massive so, and we've all played them before, so how can we keep this interesting and find that good balance? Of course, we've got the classic goals, but then to have all of these challenges afterwards to achieve, really, really amazing. So, the quantity is absolutely staggering. The quality of them, I mean, we go from everything to something very, very uh, easy to achieve as you're kind of working your way up, and then all the way into i think there's a goal that you have to place like a thousand items in create a park or something like that before you complete the <laughs> challenge and it, that stuff just takes a long time to get done but i mean there's just uh it's very very diverse in in the level of challenge in all of them um i haven't gone through all of them um but let's talk about the secret challenges a little bit so there's um there's definitely uh, uh, there's some challenges that I think a lot of people didn't realize were even in there, and if we if we look at those, and I apologize, I'm staggering here. I'm just trying to um, I'm just 
trying to find my link that I'm looking for uh, in regards to there's a there's a lot of discussion on Reddit and so forth and so on uh, concerning the game and the secret challenges and locations of things. And I think uh, Dr. THPS Jinzo has made tutorial videos on a lot of this stuff and whatever. But, yeah, the secret challenges like, uh, for example, the gross one, which is right over all the bull patties in the bull ring. I mean, <laughs> you know, things like that. The visionary, find all the vicarious vision collectibles and, and uh, shattered, breaking 20 panes of glass, things that are hidden. And then, of course, a nod to the community, really, too, in the get there challenges, which was really quite a surprise um, to me. <laughs> I- I was going to ask you about that. Maybe it's too obvious of a question, but is that a nod to the get there's from our community? I I have no idea. It seems like it would be, Um, but I I can't confirm or deny. As as Andy always says, I can confirm that Tony Hawk will be in the final version of the game. (laughs) I don't know. I have not heard, but it sure seems like it would be a thing, doesn't it? Um, It. But, yeah, pretty cool. Pretty cool that they included that. And, again, just really a lot of – and I guess while we're talking about the Get There Challenges, we can look at those. Um, so, you know, it's exactly like we said. We're going to go We're gonna go hydroplaning and downhill jam, connect the 50-foot and hydrophobic gaps in a single combo. That's exactly right. That's what the Get There's were. I mean, of course, you know, over time, yeah. let's look at maybe a harder one. Uh, Old Holy Pipe, for example, here. This is in Warehouse Connect the Holy – and over the pipe gaps in a single combo, game mods must be disabled. So that's good, too. They're actually checking to see if, if we've got perfect, perfect rail or perfect balance on. So that's that's cool that uh, they've defined it pretty clearly. So Yeah, that's, that's really, really cool that they uh, thought to include that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, my gosh, how many get there's did this community do? It started on the Tony <laughs> or on the TXO board with Get There One, with, which was originally conceptualized, I believe, by one caseman. Chat, shoot me down if I'm wrong, but I think that's correct. And then it went all the way to TH Live, and I think, and then even further than that, into the No Fun Allowed Discord. I think there was a, a, an actual channel for get there's. And it ended at like 384, maybe even higher, something like that. Yeah, it was certainly in the 300 area. Yeah. Um, there's, <laughs> that's pretty amazing how long it lasted. Yeah, definitely. So that adds a cool element and a cool challenge to it, without a doubt. All right, so the challenges are definitely uh, a way to extend the longevity of the game, without a doubt. Very cool. Um, I ha- I still want to get into these more and do more of them, not just just because I think they're fun. It's fun to, you know, it's, I, I would have never thought of doing that before. Okay, well, let's talk then about the, uh, the levels a little bit. Um, so, obviously, we probably had no doubt that these things were going to be uh, – we're going to be just be absolutely gorgeous. Um, we finally got get to see the one that I drooled over. This hangar is just absolutely unbelievable, <laughs> and everybody's been playing it like crazy. But of course, I love the knots and never stopped in here. How you? How I mean, I I can't imagine that you're going to say anything other than it's just amazing. The the um the visuals. How how are you liking them? Just as you said, uh, that's one of my favorite parts of the game. Is everything looks stunning. Uh, from when you just busted through that glass there. Uh, the, I mean, especially the outdoor levels like Downhill Jam and Venice Beach. Uh, just the lighting, the, the, deep, the level of detail. It's really, really awesome to relive these levels in a new light. 
Yeah, it's it's uh, it's stunning. I mean, just like that. That's part of the reason why I came here. We're just seeing that, you know, the the roof instead of these weird like <laughs> pixelated things <laughs> just falling from wherever. <laughs> we actually see what looks like a real roof falling, and then I mean, all the way to the snow falling out here, just absolutely beautiful with the with the particles and the ice. And I mean, which, I think one of the things that has been really impressive to me on this has, has been. The little detail that's everywhere, the box, the broom, the hand truck. I mean, there's so many little details that they have everywhere. Um, it's very, very impressive. And when you have, a, like, a visually appealing level like Skate Heaven, it's just it's, it's so incredible what, what they've done to reimagine these levels. Yeah, the slipstream right here for the on the plane is so cool. They're going back and forth, and you can actually see the wind tunnel. And um, uh. yeah, I've just really, really been impressed with a lot of it. Somebody in chat's talking about Mall, and I agree. They really reimagined Mall in a cool way, without a doubt. <clears throat> we'll take a look at that real quick, and then we'll jump. Um, we'll jump into another uh, area of conversation here, but I got to go back to one. In free skate, you can do that. <clears throat> yeah, so mall feels like dead mall. So one of our uh, one of the people in our community that made some custom levels for <laughs> Thug Pro Wheezy or uh, Satin, as he also goes by, he made a he made a dead mall. It wasn't a recreation mall, uh, but it was a it was an envisioning. And every time I come to this now, I think about that level. Um, but this is this is just absolutely amazing what they did with this, and what a great way to, to re reinvent it and reimagine it. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, very res reminiscent of Satin's Dead Mall, but to take the original mall and just uh, make the entire thing a dead a dead mall, basically, it's it's really clever. Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> Uh, Freddie, here's a here's a random question for you. Do you have you, how many times have you hit R1 and L1 to walk? Because <laughs> I just no. did it. <laughs> not no, not at all. Really? I mean, <laughs> oh maybe once, maybe once or something like that. Oh man, I've done it so many times. <laughs> uh, uh, so let's talk about gaps. Uh, gaps are all intact. Everything's in place. The gap hunters out there have to be have to be extremely happy with the gaps. Uh, seems like uh, they're in good place. I haven't asked this question. Are there any new gaps? And I don't think there are. But I don't know. That would maybe that would be a good question for the chat. Uh, I haven't noticed anything out of the ordinary that might be new. Right. Maybe in the expanded version of Chopper Drop, perhaps. I don't know for sure. Chat says they have removed some gaps, actually. I'm just going to get to a place where it's a bit better. Okay. Um, uh, so how are we feeling about the ability to combo and flow? Uh, it's it's is everything as you remembered, Freddie? Is there is there anything like have you noticed? I know that there's a few things that were slightly different. Maybe like for example, in school two, going up the tunnel, it used to be like a, a barrier that you could shuffle, um, and now mm -hmm. it's just a, a singular rail. So there are some differences. Anything that you've noticed that jumps out at you? Um, just 
just the, you know the ability in and of itself to combo and flow as well as this game allows you to with the physics is a pretty high achievement in my book. Uh, I haven't noticed. I didn't notice that real actually, but um, once once you have your trick set the way you like it and you're at full stats, uh, it's the, the rest of it is all up to you. I, I really believe that this game can lend itself well to those that like to combo and improv. We have, I think we have yet to see really great improv footage from this game, and that's a really exciting thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're, I haven't been watching it too much because everything's been so much points, but yeah, this rail right here, it's two-sided. Huh. I'm not I, sure. Yeah. Um, and the reason I know that, I've just played this level hundreds of times and I would always shuffle it. <laughs> and now you can't. <laughs> but... Um, but yeah, um, I agree. I, there's nothing. Uh, there's nothing that I've seen that this makes me go, "Oh man, that was a horrible decision," or "Why did they remove this or ch tweak this or change that?" I mean, by and large, it's the same. I mean, in in this one, what's cool is the side door does open um, when you hit the roll call rail, which I'm gonna just be transparent and admit I had to look up how to open the gym. I for had forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how, well, we just saw him go by, Jack Black in the in the cart there. Uh, how are you liking the vehicles? Everything as you remember? Uh, yeah, I think it's a. Uh, I have no problem with them. I think it's adds a cool little element to the game. Where there's like a, a little element of danger while you're comboing around, but it's really funny slash silly how the way they drift around corners like that. <laughs> It's even more, uh, in Minneapolis, it's even more accentuated for sure. The cabs are just crazy drifters. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I like the, um, I definitely. Maybe, it would, be, maybe it would be nice if you could sketch them online. Yes. Or... Yeah, no, uh, I think it's cool. I, I agree. It, it adds a little bit of extra. You're comboing, and all of a sudden you get hit, you know, and it's amazing that the vehicles are online, too. Somebody pointed that out the other uh, the other day. Um, I, I'm, um, I was actually, I think I brought it up to you the other day, how it would be interesting, say, if they did eventually add collision-based modes like King of the Hill, and you were... And you were playing King of the Hill, and, and you just got smashed by a car, and it cost you the game. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, that would be terrible. You were the one that was talking about it the other night when we played. Um, yeah, vehicles online is not something that, that I would have imagined seeing. But, yeah, we'll go to Minneapolis real quick. And, of course, they go by the original names. I always call this Minneapolis, even though I know it's called downtown. But here we are. <laughs> um, so, Freddie, were you disappointed that no new levels were added? I think there was always a little bit of hope, maybe, in every, the back of everybody's mind that maybe they might have thrown something in new. Were, was that a little disappointing to you, or were you okay with it? No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the just looking at the level of detail that they had to go through to recreate what we have here I'm not disappointed in the slightest at the lack of new levels because I think if they wanted to do new levels they might as well Vicarious may, may as well do a new game on their own a new original game, Tony Hawk game so uh, I would rather them leave it 
to that and then try to include uh, all of that in this game. So you're, the, you're taking the purest approach on it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm actually – I, I kind of held out hope a little bit. And then also I think the other thing that I had kind of thought was maybe they might have – expanded on some of the levels. Like, for example, we saw in, I guess it was Stug 2, where they took Warehouse and they added the extra room on the side of it where you could kind of combo and flow through that. And I had kind of hoped that, man, that was really cool how they did that. Maybe they might have reimagined a couple of levels like that and added some things, which I guess you kind of could say they did in Chopper Drop to a degree. I don't know. Um, But you can't really (laughs) skate any of it with the containers behind you and all that kind of stuff. But... um, yeah, I I can't say I was I wasn't severely disappointed that there wasn't any sort of new con you know levels or expanded areas. I h- hope that there might be, but it's it's cool and I agree with you. It's a remaster and they did it. They remastered them all and they all look amazing. No, I think there is an argument to be made that they could have included some of the levels from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 2X or um, maybe uh, Hoffman Bike Factory, I think, is was in one of the versions of the game. Right. But uh, from what we have here, if 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 they even consider releasing a few levels from three or four as DLC, that would in the same level of detail that these levels were remade in, that would be awesome as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll talk about the future of it here in a bit, but. Um... And some speculation, but yeah, we can definitely hope for the future. Um, yeah, uh, Led says in chat uh, the game's code name was Alcatraz, so here's to hoping. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and it is interesting that they get that they, that that it was the code name for the game. So, um, okay, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about Creative Skater. Um, so overall, how did you feel about Creative Skater, Freddie? Um, I, I thought it was pretty interesting, uh, the the way that it's set up, where you choose the face molds and, and the skin tone, and um, but uh, I think one glaring omission is the ability to scale the skater, because mm-hmm. um, everybody's pretty much got the same uh, physical build, but. Um, as far as the level of detail with the the hair, facial hair, eyes, beard, and even uh, accessories like the face mask, uh, I think that was a pretty. It's pretty well rounded for, for pretty well rounded for what we expect in a in a Tony Hawk game in 2020. Right. It's uh, it it is interesting to me. I mean. Um... I mean, we can just kind of ca- we can talk about it. You know, what's missing? Obviously, like you just said, there's no ability to scale. We can't, you know, we can't collapse the face or extend it. We can't change the height of the skater. We can't make make them gain a little bit of weight or make them skinny. You know, some of those things that you might come to expect in a in a in a character creation uh, piece in 2020. Hairstyles are somewhat limited. I mean, there's quite a few. Um, but, you know, I mean, obviously there's no balding cast, so what the heck is going on with that? Because <laughs> I can't create my skater that I like. But um, I think they give, <laughs> you know, a decent amount of options, and there's all options for color, and you can you can 
typically make the color like you want. The facial hair options maybe aren't exactly what you like. But they did add this. I thought this was interesting. I hadn't seen a makeup. I think this is the. I don't think we saw makeup in in a Creative Skater editor prior to this, did we? Uh, no. I mean, without the face mapping, you could never get designs like this on your skater. Yeah. Um, I mean. Yeah, we've got the we've got the Joker face. I mean, you can make the you, you can make your goth character whatever you want. <laughs> I mean, you know, <clears throat> the, the icon sting. <laughs> yeah, so um, I, I I will say it's certainly a better creative skater than what we saw in five, which I call dial creative skater where you basically mix and match heads and bodies and all of that and i thought that that was severely limited um but i will say i felt like this could have been a little more robust it's good for sure but it's not it it's you know i think the clothing options are somewhat limited too and some of the more generic options almost everything sponsored like i couldn't even find just cargo shorts (laughs) Believe it or not, when I try to recreate this skater Um, and things like just plain white socks, they didn't have, you know, um, the hats. There's nothing uh, chat saying. And I agree. There's no uh, Tony Hawk has always been known for kind of some over the top type crazy hats and clown hair and clown shoes and some really things that you can really be expressive with. This feels very normal, I guess. Yeah, very uh, grounded in reality instead of a lot of the silliness that we've seen in past games. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's fine. Um, Gone saying in chat, wish that you could customize all of it. And that's one thing that I noticed, too. Like, in some of the more branded um, pieces, um, like right here we have the Leo Baker button-up short gray. You can't colorize <laughs> this. It is what it is. You get what you get. But then some of them you can. And it's that very was a little su- surprising. Yeah. It's hard to tell what's customizable and what's not. Yeah, um, so the way you tell is with the paint icon in the corner, You can. that means you can color it. And then if you've got these three little dots in the bottom corner, it tells you that there's different styles. So if I go here to this Volcom and then I go customize, then it shows me the different ones that it has. But if you go to this one where you can color it and you customize, well, now I can custom it, customize it from a swatch or I can make my own hex color from it. Um, yeah, a good point, Led. There's no glasses. There's no sunglasses, um, which that, again, I can't complete my creative skater. <laughs> it's not about <laughs> me, though. I know there's a lot of people that enjoy sunglasses on their creative skaters and so forth and so on. Um, but... Uh, yeah, but, talk, how about that from Jens in the chat? No sun hat. No sun get, hat. I know, the famous sun hat. Where's the bunch cargos, the sun hat, and the clown shoes, people? I mean. <laughs> uh, so. I mean, it's when you're talking about a veteran players like myself and yourself who remember what it was like on Thug One, the customization, how you could move and place logos and tattoos it's really not comparable right. but for for a casual player just picking up this game for the first time this is probably 
very customizable to them. Yeah. I do like that they added a few extra tattoo options. I don't like that you can't scale them like you could in some of the games. Um, I can't change the position or placement of it. Um, but, you know, there, there's there's a bit here, and I, who knows? I mean, there could be places to improve and, and grow and everything else. Um, and then um, you can change our voice. We've got the – which that's always been a thing, which is great. You can kind of change the tone of the voice or whatever you want. Um, so I thought that that was a – So which one – which – Does it say – What's your favorite voice? I just go with one. Why isn't it talking? I must have the volume down. I don't know. <laughs> At any rate, um, so we've got that. Um, and then, obviously, the the board selection is great. I mean, we did see in later iterations of, of uh, the Neversoft games that you could create your own logo and you could put it on here and create your graphics and all that kind of stuff. So we don't have that. I did like the ability, though, in this one to where you could change uh, the scuff amount, which it took me a while to find that. Whoops. <laughs> I'm still not 100% used to the UI. There we go. So we can change the scuff to heavy wear, medium wear, or no wear, which I thought that was a nice little feature. That's pretty cool. Which I hadn't. Um, I don't do, remember do they, seeing that before because your board would automatically wear as you skated. Which yeah. Do, do they not get scuffed up in in game? I don't think they do. I think if you have the clean scuff, it stays. Jack can prove me wrong if that's incorrect, but. Um, but then we've got our grip tape options, lots of options. You can color the grip tape, which that I don't think we had seen before, which is cool. You can make your grip, grip tape color whatever you want, and then you can change the board skin to whatever you want. So pretty customizable there. Wheels, again, same deal. Purchase wheels on the skate shop. Color them to be however you want them to be colored, if the option exists, because it doesn't on all of them. And then the trucks, tons and tons of brands, lots of different ones to suit your styles and needs. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it, it's like I said, it's it's leaps and bounds better than Tony Hawk 5. Um, and they, they did add, it, it feels like it's mostly there. <laughs> let's let's say that. <laughs> it's mostly there. Um, yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good assessment. Yeah, there's stuff, there's room for improvement, and, and there could be a lot to be built on. It seems like it wouldn't be incredibly difficult to add to some of this stuff, but hopefully. All right, so let's go ahead and um, let's talk about Skate Shop a little bit. So this is pretty much exactly what you'd expect. As you unlock things, it appears in your spotlight. And then, of course, you can buy hundreds of boards from every brand under the sun imaginable. And, of course, a lot of them you have to get to a certain level before they're unlockable, continuing to dangle the carrot to give you incentive to, to uh, keep working on it. Um, whoops. Uh, one of those decks cost $12,000. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That would be almost my whole bank. <laughs> <laughs> Why am I struggling here? There we go. Thank you. Um, all right. So grip tapes, again, everything you'd expect and more. Tons of sponsored grip tape options. Um, they've got a, f a few fun ones that are unlockable with spider webs and puzzle pieces and all kinds of stuff. And, again, unlockable. Throwback stuff, really good, and then wheels galore from all sorts of brands. Everyone you you you'd uh, you'd hope for. <laughs> um, 
I thought it was interesting that everything is purchasable as well. Like, there's so many more options that you can purchase. So I guess as you grow in your uh, in your career here, you can decide what you want to buy. It just gives you more incentive to keep playing and earn, earning yeah. more cash. Um, a lot of the things are cheap enough to where it shouldn't be a shouldn't really break your bank in right. the game. Yeah. But I think it's a it's a cool way to to lay out everything on the table and show you what's in the game, so you can pick and choose what you want to unlock. I, of course, have, pur have purchased everything I can purchase uh, for Creative Park up to this point. Um, some of the higher-end stuff later are actual pieces from levels, which is really cool. Um, so those would be fun to add and, and uh, put his elements as it so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the skate shop, I, it, I think it's great. It's got everything you, you'd hope for. It's got tons of sponsored stuff. Um they got a lot of sponsors for this game, so good for them. Hopefully, uh, hopefully they're getting paid. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, everything you'd hope for, and I love the fact that they have Vans again. I know Tony's riding for Vans now, so <laughs> they would, but they didn't have Vans for a while. They were not one of their things, and that's my favorite shoes, so fun socks, <laughs> too. So, yeah. I think there's a decent amount of options here. The skate shop's good. You can buy what you want. Keeps you going. Keeps you motivated to keep to keep playing uh, more stuff to keep you interested in, in continuing to improve. Okay, uh, let's talk now, just briefly. Hey, I, I told everybody we were going in depth. We're going in depth, people. We're talking about everything here. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about badges. So this, I guess, the only thing that I've been able to figure out that these are for, and you can't see my cursor, but right next to my name in the upper left-hand corner, that's your badge. And I think it has to do with when you play online, and my online's not working again. There is a bug in online, by the way, for some people. Your firewall has to be set a specific way. But uh, any thoughts here, Freddie? Do you care about any of this stuff? Yeah, I think it's... Uh little fun little addition to kind of you know maybe show one's personality or interest i know i've i've got the i think i've got the skull with the, the king of the hill crown on top of it <laughs> as my badge oh look at that here you go you can get a jebbers with a crown on it too it's a cat <laughs> <laughs> uh you know i liken it to the Call of Duty games where everybody has their own like profile graphic that displays when you get a kill. Oh, nice. Yeah, I guess it would be, you know, throwback. Uh, these would be uh, tie-ins to that because they make uh, Call, of Duty, Call of Duty games, obviously. So, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just one more level of customization, I suppose, is all it really is. And, of course, you know, as we talk about uh, some of the stuff with the, with all of the options here, I do like this. This is cool. And I think this was in some of the later games, too. I just never really paid attention to it. But And don't anybody make fun of me for my cheesy scores. So <laughs> just, just be quiet, everybody. <laughs> but this is great. I mean, it really gives you a really good comprehensive look of, okay, what is my time in this game look like? I mean, I've played ten and a half hours so far and shows you all of the combos and scores and everything else so I thought this was great yeah that's really cool how, how many thousands of flip chicks you can rack up in just a few hours <laughs> yeah for sure <clears throat> 
Um, and then this Hall of Fame, I think this only has to do, it tells you about your competitive wins and what your rank is overall, and then what your friends are ranked, I guess. Oh, it's not going to let me show this. This is a bummer that I'm not online because it's not showing. And I do like that in the right-hand side of the screen, it shows which board you have. So that changes based on your board, obviously. And then it shows you kind of your progression f when you're first tracking through the game. And then uh, it shows you, it gives you some stuff that you've done in Creative Park, too, which is great. So. All right. Hmm. That's pretty neat about the Creative Park stats. <clears throat> Yeah, I haven't played with it too much, and that's a perfect segue. Shall we talk about Creative Park? <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is your specialty, so I'm really excited to hear what you thought about it. Well, you can grill me on it for sure. <laughs> <clears throat> so, uh, just give me a quick general overall thought on the Creative Park and your first impression. Um, I, my first impression is was some of the things that I really are important to me in building creative park weren't there, but when you bring into smart pieces, which we'll talk about that in depth, I was, I changed my mind <laughs> and I said, <laughs> this is actually really, uh, really pretty amazing what they did with some of the advanced features with this thing uh, that they've got going on with it now, uh, because using smart pieces, you create your own floor. You don't need to raise and lower the ground because you can do that with these smart pieces and you can create the depth that I like. And then you can also confine the space and how big your park is with these smart objects as well so by creating walls and things like that i can now confine my my piece but it's um it's got enough of the familiar elements and create a park to where it makes somebody like me pretty happy um, but it's got enough new features to really make this feel more like a level editor than just a create a park uh, we're already seeing it. We're seeing real, regular levels being created within this playground, and I absolutely love it. Hmm. Yeah, and we'll talk about that, those smart pieces, a little bit in a few minutes here. But um, I wanted to get your opinion on what you thought about the user interface. Was it easy to use, or was it intuitive? It's... No. <laughs> it, it, uh, I'm trying to formulate this in a way that makes sense. When you've worked in a specific editor for a very long time, there are just some things that you do out of habit, r out of ritual, because you've always done them that way, and this does those differently. So it took me a bit of time to really start to figure out how how do you use this? How do I accomplish some of the things that I normally would accomplish really easily and quickly? Because in the Thug Pro editor, I can build a creative park really fast because the UI just takes some time. But what I've done is I've said, okay, I'm going to embrace this and I'm going to learn it and I'm going to I'm just going to do it. But I still stumble and go back to old habits very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but the UI, I mean, it's, I will say this, I played, I'm ashamed to admit, before uh, the podcast, I booted up Tony Hawk 5 to try the park editor there, 
the UI yeah. is way better on this one than it was in 5. There's tons that irritated me out about the park editor in 5. So this is better than 5, um, and I'm getting used to it. So better, way better than 5. And how, how would you compare this to the UI of, say, Thug Pro for maybe the casual builder out there? Uh, I mean, most stuff is pretty easy to learn. I think it would have been really helpful if they would have had an, a tutorial, which they did have a tutorial in 5 um, to talk about it. I think a tutorial for smart objects would really be helpful, um, especially as you're first learning it. Um, and even just basic things like because it's not clearly defined what controller you're using on PC, if you look at the top of my screen, it says skate 6 plus 11. I didn't even know what six, but what's button six? What's button eleven? <laughs> it took me a bit to, to understand what those things were, um, so I had to be able to, you know. There's just some things that you have to get used to in regards to the controls. But um, yeah, the Thug Pro editor is like a, a a warm, comfy blanket. It's very easy for me to use it. I know exactly what I'm doing. I know exactly how to use it. And I can do things quickly. This requires some learning it requires a, a bit of playing with to, to get it so what has been your opinion on all the various uh, themes that you can assign to the cap in this game well it was first first thing is it was not rel uh, it wasn't evident how you even chose the theme but if you hover over your restart and you hit the four button <laughs> Here's our backdrops, and here's our themes. So it will now show us and change us this. Um, some people may not have even figured this out yet, because it took me a bit of time to figure it out uh, myself. But it's got five themes, um, and they're they're fine. Uh, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more, obviously. Um, I think typically in Thug 2, I think we probably saw six or seven themes. Um, so, and then two of these themes are, they're the same theme, but they're just using different ones. In Venice, we got Sunset or Stormy and Chopper. We've got Daytime or Sunrise. And of course, the Heaven is cool um, as well. But huh. yeah, it's fine. Very cool. Um, so we, we, I want to ask you about some of the pre-made pieces in, in this cap mode. Do you think there's uh, enough selections, especially compared to the older titles? No. There's not. It's 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 pretty minimal, to be honest. Um, there's a couple of there's a couple of pieces that I like um, that they included that we haven't seen, uh, especially in the when we get to the smart pieces. We get into these smart sweeps. We haven't seen a sweeped quarter pipe in a very long time, so this was cool to see. Um, but yeah, there's just there's there's a lot of pieces that I'm familiar with that are missing. And again, and I, I'll give credit where credit's due. Five had a lot of pre-made pieces, a really lot. But like ramps, they don't have the steepest ramp that I build with all the time. It's just not there. It's not missing. So the smart piece rail is or ramp is kinked, and you're like, why is the why is it kinked? I just want a smart ramp that I can use as, as a smart piece. You have to kind of make it yourself. Um, it's not, yeah. Question in chat is what control I'm using. I'm using DualShock 4, everybody. <clears throat> um, but yeah, there's a lot of props, and you can unlock a ton of props, but I don't care that much about props, to be honest. I mean, I use trees and stuff, but like tables, this is the only table 
<laughs> and in, in, in every other title, there were dozens of tables, different types and benches and things like that, you know, and there's one. Um, there's no street lights. There's uh, there are, uh, like a stoplight. There's no stoplights. There's one street light. Um, so there's definitely a lot of things that I'm accustomed in the preset pieces um, that are missing. But when you get into the conversation on smart pieces, it's a game changer. And we'll talk about that in a minute. So tell me how you spoke a little bit earlier about the smart pieces. How are they game changers? Did you find this new feature to be easy to use, or is it difficult to approach? So it's really quite amazing what you can do with smart pieces, and I haven't even fully begun to understand uh, all of the ramifications of what you can do. But let's take, for example, so this is a part that I'm working on right now. So this back section right here, let me turn off that. So this back section right here that I'm highlighting, this is a smart piece. So I wanted a ramp because they didn't have the steep ramp. How did I accomplish it? Well, I cut it in half of the smart piece. I expanded it, and then I just extended it out the back of it to achieve this desired effect. So that's one way that you can you can say, okay, there isn't a pre-made piece for what I want to do here. I can't raise or lower the ground, so what, what do I do? make a smart piece so all of these pieces right here I just made custom smart pieces I added this little wall in here for effect we've got this it's its own wall and then if you look at the front of this here's some really cool stuff that I started doing I'm trying to make this look like a spaceship so I took the front of wow, this yeah <laughs> yeah it looks like one yeah I'm working on it it's not done but I just took smart pieces and I said okay I'm gonna mold these into architecture instead of into pieces and so now I can get the effect that I want to get um, and it's the same thing with rails so now with rails so I'll I'll bail out of this one real quick and we'll go to um, we'll go to this other one that I played with a little bit just so that we can kind of show uh, show it off a little bit right now uh, it Joe's saying in chat that's psycho Manus, he's saying, nice if you could spin pieces on the y-axis. Oh my gosh, that is one of my top wish lists, sir. <laughs> Agreed 100%. <laughs> you can only spin pieces on the x-axis, and so you can't you can't get some of the effect that you want, and it's that's a little frustrating. But in this one here, so I, this was me just playing with smart pieces. This is my sandbox. So this is a smart piece. So I can make this huge uh, cement, like, architecture piece oh. right and then here's yeah the kink thing so now with a smart piece i can take one piece and i can make it everything i want it to be and then with the smart rails we can take these rails and this is one rail and we add multiple points of intersection on it and then we've got whoa i'll stop and you've got all this stuff up here and you can make your own roller coaster out of one rail <laughs> um wow it really adds a new level of customization to this cat mode. Yeah. So, in some of the stuff that we're seeing, I mean, people have already recreated Foundry, and it looks, like, perfect. They've recreated Andy's room from Disney's uh, stream ex uh, skate adventure, and it looks amazing. Um, yeah, these these creative parks are no longer going to just look like a, you know, prefab thing that you put together pieces with. These really look like legit levels and <clears throat> that it's it's really cool so yeah that's the smart pieces are definitely um definitely game changers you can do so much with them and again i haven't even begun to fully realize because you're 
when you're used to building with how you used to build, your mind just doesn't go there. So you have to rethink it now and you have to reimagine, <laughs> okay, hey, I want to build this. What can I do? You know, one thing I was hoping to see a return of is, especially without texts like boost plants and that, is the return of like cap mazes. There's actually a couple of them already online. Oh, I'll have to check them out. Yeah, there is a wide array of... So what, what you're seeing right now in the online mode is you're seeing a ton of people that are just fulfilling the challenges for, for Cap, and they're not actual real levels. So if you go through, you know, if we go through here... <clears throat> uh, if I go to the latest... Oops, sorry. Is it recently <laughs> played? It takes a minute. Here's the browse all. So if you go in here, you can just see that there's... It takes a second for, for them to load, but... Um, like this, for example. Some You're going to see a ton of this kind of stuff. You're going to see a ton of novelties where people are just making stuff because now they can make it and they couldn't before. <laughs> so we've yeah. got this Nintendo level. I mean, it's cool that we've got Mario and Luigi here, but... Wow, that's really insane. <laughs> <laughs> it's very <laughs> colorful, but it's not necessarily super functional for, you know, skating on. <laughs> you got an NES here with controllers. The controllers are rails, so kind of cool, kind of a clever idea, but you're going to see a lot of interesting stuff like this. You would have never seen this before with Creative Park, or you would have had to use your imagination <laughs> to believe... That That's the first time I've seen this level. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, this is just one example, and, and uh, pretty cool, you know, the, the imagination and thoughtfulness that the creator put into this. You got the green thing there. So that's that again right here. This is achieved with a smart object right there. You can't do that with just a regular creative park piece. And same with all this. These are <laughs> these are pieces merged together. And you can see that I was able to grind on it. <clears throat> anyway, so there's a uh, there's some there's some uh, stuff about creative park there on on. Uh, I don't remember the question. <laughs> uh, um, let's talk about some of the potential missing elements. And things that maybe could be improved or added. Um, what do you think about uh, resizing? Um, like I said before, in in stuff that's missing and in, in resizing, it is kind of annoying that you can't change the size of the the. It's just a square, um, and you can't decrease or increase the size of it. it it's definitely annoying because it's always been something that you've been able to do but i will say that with the smart pieces and the uh, the ability to make walls around stuff um you can confine the the play area that way um however the one bummer there is then you can't see the atmosphere around you so you can't see the ocean and you can't see you know you've got all this stuff kind of on the outside of the park but um it's a little annoying that you can't resize and you mentioned that with the smart pieces, they kind of alleviate the problem of not being able to raise or lower the ground. Um, would you still like to see the option of being able to raise and lower the ground included? 
again, it's habit. It's just something that I always did. I, you know, when you when you have a piece, you just naturally always want to raise and lower the ground. Well, now I just float the piece, and I can go up really, really <laughs> high with it, you know, and then I can, but I can then create my own ground. So now I can add this, you know, this little kicker up here, just like that, and now I've got myself a little place to play. One thing that is cool, too, you can, you can start your play wherever your piece is. You just start play right there. I don't know if anybody caught that. So you can, wherever you're playing, if you want to test, it starts you right where your where your cursor is at the time, which is a nice feature, um, to, for testing purposes. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think I'm okay with not being able to raise and lower the ground because it's smart pieces. Got a question in chat from Skates. Uh, are the cap files saved locally? As far as I can tell, they're not. But I don't know for sure because. The way this thing is accessible, it doesn't ever ask you if you want to save the park. So what you can do, though, you can, if the park is set to remix, which I think that's a question later, so I'm probably going to get ahead of it. But if the, if the park is set to remix, you can, I'm going to guess that there may be some sort of local save. Um, I'm not sure. Because right here, obviously, this must be some sort of local save because it's showing my two parks. But if I go now to the, if I go to this, and then, so if you see in the upper right-hand corner of the thumbnail, you can see that little uh, swoop. That means that it's remixable. That means you can edit it, which is cool because it gives you some options for um, collab. So you can collab on it. So let's take the high crad part from Tyler that's gotten tons of, of uh, stuff. I've gotten tons of upvotes on here. <laughs> but if I take this and let's see, I forgot how to do it. The other thing that's awesome about, I will say that is awesome about this game too, there's like no loading screens. Did anybody notice that? Because in 5, there's loading screens every 2 seconds. <laughs> there's like no loading screens in this game, which is awesome. Okay, so if I go to details here, whoops, uh, remix right here. So if I go remix on this right here, now I believe it will save it locally. Let's find hmm. out. So if I save it now, and I go back. And I bounce out of here. It should show on my list now. And so there should be some sort of local save. Really long answer. There you go. So yeah, Lace, it looks like it does save something locally. And on the topic of uh, potential missing elements for cap mode, would you like to be able to add gaps and goals to your cap? Yes. Huge, huge emission. Super bummed it's not there. Um, gaps have always been a thing that have been fun. Uh, I like including gaps in my parks. You know, you can give shout-outs that way to people. You can make it fun and interesting. It adds, extends the life of the cap. And then goals, obviously, even five had goals. You could place <laughs> skate letters. You could place combo letters. You could place a hidden DVD and a hidden um, uh, VHS tape. Uh, the fact that there's no ability for any goal play here, bummer. So how about some of the, the strong additions that they've added here? Um, 
you have any words about the style slash tint? Yeah, it's incredible. It's so great. This is this was one of the things that they introduced in, in 5 that I liked about their editor was there's tons of options for stylizing the pieces and customizing them to add a different texture to them or color or whatever else. That's all here, and it's wonderful to be able to have it. So if I go, <clears throat> if I go here, I can now style this, and we've got different uh, surfaces that we can use, and then we can change the color, which is fantastic. And every piece is a little bit different. Um, they're not all the same. So if I go to the smart piece, for example, whoops, and I do this, well, this has different styles. So this has asphalt brick and all that. So um, different ones have different colors and different tints, and uh, it's just awesome. It's awesome to have this kind of uh, customization to be able to give color to, to your caps instead of just the same colored pieces that we've known and seen for years and years. Uh, one of the things that I've seen you do here in this stream so far has got to be a great addition is the ability to instantly test your cap, jump in with no lag. I was surprised to rediscover that that was actually a thing in Tony Hawk 5's editor as well. So it's not new, but it certainly is great. I mean, it's just that fast. I'm testing now. Where before, you'd have to go to the start menu. I think there was a loading screen in the Thug 2 editor. Um, but very, very nice to be able to just go back and forth just seamlessly like that and test and then start right where your cursor is. Love that. Is there a limitation on the height in, in these caps? How high can you go? You can go high. Um, you can go really high. <laughs> let's, let's find out. I don't know. There's one cap. Well, let's go there. I hope everybody's enjoying this, and I'm not boring you to death. I always feel like when I talk about Creative Park stuff, people are like, oh my gosh, it goes dough to get Creative Park stuff. <clears throat> uh, the one that I started in, the view. So this one is up really, really high, and you start, and this will give you some idea of the scope of how big these levels can be if people haven't already checked us out. It's ridiculous. Okay, so we're up here. We've got this little park, right? Well, wait, where are we going to go? Let's see if there's a way to go down. Well, there is. So if I come over here and I go to this thing, we're going to go inside of this. Because we're actually on top of something. Wow. And here we go. So that's floor two. we got a huge tall roof. And then we go down again. And we go down to... This next floor, and I think we're at the bottom. So this is shows you kind of the idea of how tall it can truly be. Three stories. Man, that's pretty insane yeah. compared to what we've seen in the past. Yeah, you would have never been able to achieve a part of this size, nor of this scale or scope in any of the old editors. It's it's quite impressive. These columns, all made with smart objects kind of got these rounded walls um yeah really cool so yeah the height is a thing um there's a there's like a rail cap right now that somebody's doing a series with and they've gone all the way to the top of the cap with rails and you're supposed to be able to grind down the whole thing i don't have the balance control but there's there's <laughs> people that do obviously anyway uh it that gives you the scope of it too um it's pretty crazy so yeah the height is insane 
Um, were you ha do you have the ability to merge and stack by default? Yes. Everything sits inside of everything else. Um, um, yeah, everything everything's right there. I mean, all this stuff that you're seeing where stuff's stacked on top of each other and inside walls and all of that. Yep. Right out, out by default. You don't have to have any stress about whether it's easy or hard. It's right there, easy to do. Nice. Landing on that big drop. <laughs> so this, you want to talk about snapping, a.k.a. Uh, piece and rotation? Yeah, so that's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to get back over here. That's an interesting one. So what they've got in, 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 the, uh, in the editor is they have the ability to kind of have this grid where you can actually you can actually snap one piece to another, and there's a toggle for it. Whoops. Again, I'm still getting used to the UI. So if I go back to uh, this, for example, there's definitely a toggle for it that's that you can that you can turn on and off. So if I go here, it's going to basically say, okay, the, the green shows that I'm kind of in line with it, and you can see that the piece kind of snaps if I pull it off. But then if I hit the L button, I can turn the toggle snacking off. Then what I can do is I can move freely. So then it's the same thing with rotation. If I go, whoops, if I go to, if I turn this on and I rotate, it just goes 45 degrees, 45 degrees, 45 degrees. But if I turn it off, as you can imagine, I can now free rotate however I want. So here's the only thing with that. And this was a problem in the 5 editor, too, because you could free rotate pieces there as well. The problem is, if you don't have things lined up precisely, then you're going to see things break. You're going to see grinds break. You're going to see a lot of things. I'll go back to one other cap just to sh show it off. Um, the problem with it is you have to really be precise with this stuff. Otherwise, you're you're going to break stuff. And I'll just show you one example on this, and then we can move on. <clears throat> but in this in this particular one, right here, I kind of did these ramps right all the way along here. But then when I put the floor in, for whatever reason, something didn't line up, and so there was this weird gap that ended up happening. But like <laughs> this smart piece here, if I zoom in right here, you can see that part of it's overlaying it. See how we've got that little piece right there? And the yeah. reason for that is is because it's it wasn't perfectly lined up. So in the free rotation, you have to really be careful because your grinds will break. You'll have things like, here's another example here too. You can see that I didn't quite get that smart wall down low enough. Now that's probably not going to be enough to bother anybody, but it could be a problem if you're trying to if you're trying to line up a grind. Anyway, so that's uh, that's the snapping and of pieces. Wow, so I told you earlier that uh, up until this point I hadn't taken a look at or dove into cat mode at all, and it's really kind of astounding that they put this level of detail into cat mode when uh, it's when you look at, say, Tony Hawk 5, how little detail it offered compared to this. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Tony, uh, Tony Hawk 5, actually, one of the few things that I liked about Tony Hawk 5 was the Creative Park editor did have some good ideas in it. It really did. It just was super buggy. 
Um, you want to talk about snapping like we just talked about. In Tony Hawk 5, it was a nightmare. Um, you just couldn't get stuff to line up at all. You'd grind. So if I was to play this, like, I'd make this wall. This is like three quarter pipes in a row right there that I just ground across. In Tony Hawk 5, if you put three quarter pipes in a row like that, you'd break, and you'd break off your grind <laughs> halfway across it. Um, so uh, Tony Hawk 5 didn't actually have a horrible editor. had some good ideas in it. It just was glitchy. Wow, I mean, just looking at the selection available already, imagine the level of caps we're going to see maybe a year from now or six months down the line. Well, hopefully people continue to build them, and it's not just a passing fad, but like I said, I mean, as you can tell, I mean, you can build more than just caps. You can build you can build full things, and then, of course, you know, little effects and things that you start to see, like I was trying to figure out I wanted to light up the inside of this kind of spaceship thing that I'm working on. So what I did was because you can't create a light source of any kind, if I can get there, <clears throat> you can do things like this. I just hid the lamp underneath and behind because you can merge and stack. So that's actually a lamp, but I use it as an effect to kind of add some lighting. And wow. it in here. You know, that's just something cool. that I found pretty quickly, but I'm sure people are going to find tons of stuff like this where they're going to be able to actually, you know, Manip manipulate the editor to their advantage. I mean, we used to have tons of tricks that we would use in the old editors, just workarounds, ways around things, using ra the rail tool to create art, things like that. So, so anyway. in um, in your your final thoughts, uh, what let's let's get a quick comparison. Uh, how do you think this stacks up to Thug Pro and Tony Hawk Five? I think it stacks up. Uh, I think it stacks up pretty well. Again, uh, the smart pieces are a game changer. It's going to allow us to see things that we've never seen before, which is really really cool. We're going to see full levels. We already are. Um, so I love that aspect of it. I do think there could be some more pre-made pieces just to make some things easier. Um, because you'll find that as you work with these smart objects. It's not easy to manipulate them, nor fast, into even simple objects. It takes a lot of time, and you got to be dedicated to it. you got to understand how they work well. Um, uh, there's a lot great about it with being able to change tints and that higher level of customization, all that kind of stuff. Um, so overall, I'm impressed with it. I definitely think that there's some room for improvement. I don't know how much they'll change uh, in this thing. I mean, I just this to me feels like. I mean, they might add, they could add the ability to do goals or gaps or something in it later. But yeah, overall, I'm just not convinced that it's going to be. It, it, this is pretty much I, I would imagine what it'll be for for a period of time, and it's really good. Like I said, I I'm I'm stoked to continue to build with it and continue to uh, I love watching and seeing what other people are building with it because it's cool uh, one quick question would you like to see the ability to party up with friends and play your caps together oh gosh yes yeah that we're going to get into multiplayer online that's your perfect segue there but yeah <laughs> the, it's it's really 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 sad that you can't play these with friends I mean, it's cool that you can collab with friends on them, but not being able to build something and not being able to show it off to your friends and be able to play it together, uh, that's that's <laughs> a pretty big uh, uh, negative for me. 
in regards to, to the game. It's it's a bummer. It really is. All right. Well, thanks for bearing with us here, guys. We're uh, we're getting here. We're getting through it here. We're gonna now finish up uh, our piece of the conversation, and we've got some questions from you all. Uh, but let's talk about multiplayer and online. Yeah. Uh, for this was we saw a return to local split screen split screen multiplayer in this game, and uh, we actually had the return of the horse game mode. Have you played split screen at all with your kids or whatever? I did actually, yeah. When I was, uh, oh, was wow. on a trip, and I played, uh, we played a little bit of horse with a fr- with a uh, with my nephew, and and I played a little bit with my son. So yeah, we played. Definitely fun to see the split screen make a return, and horse was always a favorite, and so I, I'm all for it. I think that's cool. That's amazing. <laughs> um, just a side question. Can you change what horse says, or is it just horse? You can. You <laughs> you can change it to say whatever you want, and you can change the map. And, uh, yeah, this gives you an idea of hopefully, fingers crossed, what some of the host options will be in the future <laughs> for everybody, not just for local. <clears throat> Yeah, we want to see some of this. But, yeah, here's the thing. And you can actually play against – you can play against bots too. Well, are you basically take turns. This isn't split screen. But, yeah, so right here I can change – whoops, I didn't do it. <laughs> anyway, you can change it right there. Uh, you can <laughs> change the name of it to be whatever you want. Just give me your quick thoughts. I, I haven't seen any footage of it. Uh, how is the tag mode? I haven't played it. I I truly haven't played it. Here you go. This is what I was looking for. So we can we can go up to sixteen letters. That's a long game of it. <laughs> so you could you could just do that. Nice. Or shout out to our good friends at uh, THPSX right there. So yeah, everything there. Cool. Uh, what is tag mode? I don't even know. Uh, it's the, one of the multiplayer game modes in the. It's only available in offline split screen. But, uh, Here's the split screen look then here. Uh, and so, no, that's not a bot. I said a bot earlier, but it's not. It's supposed to be somebody playing with keyboard or whatever. But um, player one is taking the lead. So, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I've ever played it. But, yeah, definitely, I know that lots of people, this has been a heavily uh, requested feature. Um for a very long time to have the return to split screen multi because um, so many people have fond memories of getting out of school and going home with a friend and playing script screen. Um, so, so there you yeah, go. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, well, should we talk about uh, the online aspect of this and we got jams competitive and all that? Yeah. Um, what did you think about the separation of, the jams between um, casual and competitive. I honestly don't really see the difference. <laughs> one <laughs> has the ability, from what I can tell, one gives you the ability to combo as long as you want after zero, and the other one makes you stop with the hurry up. I mean, <laughs> maybe you can describe it better for me, but I mean, what's the what what? <laughs> um, do you get more? Um, experience or cash for playing in competitive i i haven't even uh, i haven't played online enough to know because quite frankly i don't like online 
<laughs> I just okay. bl- I'll just be blunt. I don't care for it. Uh, there's so much missing from online to me. In my mind, it's not even funny. Uh, so Jen's is saying in chat that uh, they don't think so. Both give you 75 XP if you win. Uh, you have to win first place to count in challenges of playing competitive, where in jams you can place top four for it to count, so it's gone. Okay, so I guess one gives you a, a more incentive to to rank higher to be able to get um, your challenges completed. So for those listening... Um... When you choose to play either casual or competitive jams, it throws you into a matchmaking room with seven other players where you'll be the games will be auto playing like an auto server and the game modes are trick attack, score challenge, combo mambo, combo challenge, and graffiti. And it just plays on a rotation, a few games in each level, and the levels are changed at random. Yes. Uh, um now, can anybody tell me what the difference is between score challenge and combo challenge? It's oh, that's a good question. Well, you don't have to land; you don't have to meet the challenge goal in a single combo on score challenge. Whereas combo challenge, it has to be in a combo. Oh, <laughs> oh frame drops like crazy. I knew this wasn't going to do well. <laughs> my PC, my poor PC, is uh, struggling. On the shout out, shout out to Carl Star DJ. He's in the chat and he's also in this game. Uh, nice. Oh, that's hilarious. How, the chances of that are are crazy. Yeah, it's. Um, uh, I mean, we can definitely talk about the different game modes and whatever. I mean, they're exactly what you'd expect. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, no surprises. Um, we'll talk about emissions and what's missing from it here in a bit, but I mean, it's, it's exactly what you'd expect. Obviously the bummer is you have no control as a party leader or as a host or anything to be able to set the time limit, to be able to set the tag limit, to be able to uh, change the score uh, limit for score challenge or combo challenge. Um, Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's not great. I'm just like I said. I don't mean to. This is the one part that I knew I was going to have a hard time talking about. I am. It's very non-stop. underwhelmed. Go ahead. Well, the problem for me is you have four score-based uh, game modes, and then graffiti, which is probably my favorite game out of all the multiplayer options offered. Um, yes. Yeah. The biggest disappointment here was the lack of collision modes. Yes. Uh, King of the Hill, Slap, even stuff like Control Zone or Capture the Flag. Uh, what did you think about the omission of King of the Hill? Oh, completely depressed about it. Very, very bummed. I had such high hopes that we would see a return to um, collision-based games. Any of the ones you just mentioned, Capture the Flag, King of the Hill, especially Slap. Not a lot of people love Slap. I actually like it, especially in creative parks. But you can't play creative parks online, so <laughs> there's that too. Yeah, there's there's just uh, it, it feels. I don't know if it feels maybe they ran out of time. I I I just don't I just don't really get it. It's it's very minimal. It's yeah. <laughs> How about you? I mean, obviously, uh, you had to be disappointed in no collision games. Yeah, I mean, t- uh, totally. I mean, it's kind of heartbreaking, but 
um, I have to, I try to look past it to see the game that they've given us, you know, with the, the physics, the what they offer offline, the, what you've just showed us in the cap mode. I try to look at the good rather than focus on one little aspect of the bad, which is no King of the Hill, which we're still optimistic may be added later on, but there's no telling what they have down the pipeline. Right, exactly. And that's the thing is Vicarious Visions already tweeted and they said that they've got some improvements coming later this fall for online modes, uh, which is very good news. Um, I think they specifically mentioned to be able to create uh, private parties, um, which is great, and then the ability also to promote party leaders. I think those were the two things they specifically called out uh, concerning improvements to online play. Um, so I think they're paying attention and maybe if it was a situation where they ran out of time and they had some things in the works, we can see some patches, um, and some in enhancements or improvements. I certainly hope so. Um, because yeah, online play was uh, out of an otherwise stellar game. Um, v I was very disappointed with online play. Um, Slim brings up a good point in the chat. Uh, he asks... If do you think score and combo challenge games should count for as many wins as a two-minute game of trigger attack or combo mambo? Because those score and ch combo challenge games can typically end like in ten to fifteen seconds. Oh, should they count? That's a good question. Hmm, I hadn't thought about that. I don't know, cause I swear with especially with the. Maybe slim if the points on score or combo challenge were a little bit higher. They're so low right now. It's like what a hundred k or something. I mean, it's literally the <laughs> how fast yeah. can you get a special and where did you spawn kind of thing. You know, it's yeah, yeah. So um, it's hard. I mean, just looking at the online mode as you're in this room here. Uh, to me, from what I've experienced so far, everything is very stable. The connection, you know, I haven't seen any lag drops or crashes. So I, I think that this is a, a good base for a really robust multiplayer that they can build on. It is good to see graffiti. I will. Uh, my one highlight is graffiti it has returned because um, I don't think it was in HD or 5. But I don't remember. Really? It wasn't in those games? I'm I not don't sure. remember. Chat, shoot me down if I'm wrong. But, um, oh, that's cool. Jesse says in chat that on uh, local multiplayer you can set the thing. Yeah, I, yeah. There's, there's a few options on local multiplayer that give you a little bit more control as a host, which is great. Um, it was in HD, but not in 5. Okay, I was pretty sure. Thank you, Silent. Um, I was pretty sure it was not in 5. And it was one of the things I was like, wow, they don't even have graffiti? This is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being very professional. Sorry, I'll tell you how I really feel. <clears throat> um, uh, one thing I don't think we talked about is I think it could go a long way towards helping new players get better if they added some kind of observe after zero option so you can see what better players look like um, and kind of grow your own game, you know? You know, there, that's a good thing that I don't think I put on their talking point sheet. Um, that's that's really – I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I've talked with a couple of people about that, and I think what they did is actually interesting 
because you can still skate around. So you can't directly observe a person, but you could, in essence, follow them yeah, around a little a... bit. And then you're not just sitting there bored because some people don't care, you know. And so you're just sitting there bored so you at least can free skate and continue to combo, which I kind of do like that. That might be a positive for me. <laughs> That's a good point. And thank goodness uh, skater collisions are not turned on by default yeah no doubt because then you can break somebody's combo if you're being malicious that's for sure uh, yeah so, so i do um, like that that is a that's a good um that's a good happy medium i think between not having observe and rather than just how it used to be where in four where you just sat there and you're you can't do anything you know while somebody's finishing their combo so So you would like to see the addition of uh, private rooms enabled where you can invite friends. Um, would you like to leave it at that, just a private room with friends, or would you like to be able to host public rooms that randoms can join? I always like the idea of being able to host public rooms, and then, you know, some people like to be able to have a little bit of control over what's being played instead of the games thrown at them at random, like what we're seeing right now. So I'd love to see it kind of that return to that but um at least with the ability for privates that gives you you know some of a uh, some semblance of 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 that control where right now the way that it works for those that haven't played with this yet you can have friends within uh, we're on pc so in the epic game store if you have friends you can create a party and then you have a party leader, but the party leader has no options or control. They just basically launch the online multiplayer and jams are competitive. And then it throws you into a room and they fill the room with random players, not just your private party of people. Um, and it's it's just bizarre how it works. I, I'd show it off, but I'm having problems with my internet connection or not internet connection with my firewall. But one of anyway. the cool little uh, the cool little touches, if you look in the top left corner of the scoreboard, is you can see people score as they're comboing. I agree. So you know, That's a nice feature. <laughs> Freddie, you're so positive. I love that you're looking on the bright side of things. Where I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> I like you're looking for the right spots. That's really cool. Um, yeah, that is neat. Um, and you're like, oh my gosh, that guy's got 42 multi right now. He's about to destroy me. <laughs> The level destruction, you, you knocked down a telephone or a light pole a little bit earlier. Kind of reminiscent of the what you see in the Battlefield games these days. Yeah, it's cool that the environment uh, stuff works online. That's really neat to see, for sure. Um, how about you, Freddie? What's, what's your opinion? I mean, you've kind of been interviewing me on this, and I know you've played online quite a bit. How, how what, I mean, I know you're looking for the bright spots and stuff, but... Um, overall, I mean, what do you think? I think it's it's fun to uh, when when you can just hop on and and just play for a combo improv for a while and not really uh, you know think think too hard about anything. Uh, it's also really neat. Uh, I'm not really sh there's no way to tell how big the online community is because there's no player counter, but I mm. think it's pretty cool how you can always run into somebody you know in the games. Yeah. Um, to, to me, I think you, they could really build a nice community if they added in-game text chat 
even in-game voice chat. Yeah. Um, yeah, otherwise uh, you're left to your own um, methods of using Discord or whatever else to use voice chat, which I would guess that would be their presumption, especially if you're on PlayStation or Xbox. You've got the... I'm not really expecting them to add it, but... Uh, we know it's possible with how many developers are adding cross-platform play these days. It would be cool to see a little competition between the PC, Xbox, and PS4 crowd. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing that I didn't think about including either in in cross-platform. I know everybody kind of had hope that we would see cross-platform, but as far as anybody can tell, there is not cross-platform. There's not cross-platform for capturing either, which that's a bummer too. I think it's. I think uh, overall, I think it's fun to just go on and, and just mess around. Um, you know, I don't have any big tricks in, on my trick set like the 900 or anything. So it's 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 funny when you can win games with your your improv trick set. But it, um, it, yeah, that's a good for, point. There's definitely uh, it. We're back to um, how should we say? Uh, we're not playing in Thug Pro anymore <laughs> where you go into <laughs> any any lobby just about and you're just gonna get you're just gonna expect to see ridiculous combos from you know eight out of ten well there's not there's only eight carry <laughs> six out of eight players <laughs> in that lobby you know you're gonna see huge combos from whereas in this you're gonna see maybe one person that's really gonna have a a, a big combo and then the rest are you know you can tell are, are newer to the game so when prior to the game releasing, we had heard through speculation that microtransactions were going to be a big thing on this release, that Tony Hawk himself said that he wanted to use this game as a base to add more features to it in the future. Mm -hmm. So if they add on more game modes, even levels from three or four, you know, that, that, would, that would go a long way towards my long-term enjoyment of the game. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> Um, so let's talk about the leaderboards a little bit. So obviously we've already seen some evidence, at least on PC, probably across all platforms of hacking where we're seeing, I mean, like you said, today was the first day that we've seen visible evidence that a billion was landed uh, for the first time. Um, but there's been scores, two billion plus on top of the leaderboards. Um, how long does everybody think that they're going to re remain legit? I mean, before they're completely inundated with, you know, complete bogus everything. And what do you think, Freddie? Well, I have a question for the chat. Um, I had seen in a screenshot earlier of Bullet's 1 billion score, and there is quite a few scores above him, like 2 billion. Are, are those legit, or, um, or are they already kind of – we have cheaters or whatever – glitchers that are taking over the leaderboards already somebody let me know in the chat um but i do think that's something that it's inevitable as more float glitches are discovered people are gonna cheese them for score and that's the the risk that they're gonna take because who knows maybe uh epic games will ban their account <laughs> Yeah, and that's what it comes down to, isn't it? I mean, that's what it always was when there was leaderboards once upon a time and, and some of the earlier Neversoft titles. It was only as good. I mean, it was it felt like it was legit for maybe a month, 
And then I don't know if it just stopped being moderated or whatever, but it just became inundated with bogus scores. So chat says, um, anything that are not sin are cheaters. <laughs> uh, Carl's. Um, but Jen says everyone above a billion a warehouse is not legit. Uh, warehouse speedrun timer has a submission of one second silence, says. Um, but, yeah, Gone says that those same scores have been there since day one or two, so they're probably not legit. And we're seeing hacks on the speedruns as well. I think there's a sub one second for warehouse on speedrun, and you're <laughs> like, yeah, that's not even a possibility. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always interesting to me because it always seems like with these, you know, when game, a new game comes out, um, you know, people care about scores and everything feels legit and fresh, but it, it seems to dwindle pretty quickly because of hacking and one bad apple rolls the hard the the whole bunch kind of thing, right? Yeah, I mean, hopefully Vicarious is paying attention to that. Maybe they'll take the initiative to clean up some of the bad scores. Mm -hmm. But then again, how do they tell the difference between the bad and the good? Yeah. There has to be some sort of uh, proving mechanism. I mean, Slim suggests in chat says that yeah, there needs to be an external source with videos to prove scores, you know. And But can you imagine with, you know, the uh, we don't have a sense of how many players like you made earlier, Freddie. But, I mean, you have to imagine it's in the tens of thousands of players that are on those leaderboards. You know, I mean, what do they curate? The top 25 as legit? I mean, you know, somebody to sit there and physically watch the evidence of that, that's a mountain of an of effort. It would be it'd be really hard to do. But, yeah. Um, so would we conclude, Freddie, then, uh, for <laughs> online, to finish up the conversation on online play, would, we, would you agree, uh, and I think we both probably would, the biggest things that would be missing in online right now would be collision-based games, King of the Hill, Slap, uh, Capture the Flag, those types of yeah. things. Private Definitely. and passworded rooms, um, the ability to limit who you play with, put passwords on them if there was a wider kind of host option. And then give the host some control. Give give your party leader the ability to choose the level, to choose the game that's played, the length of time that the game is played. You know, some of those what seem to be fundamental aspects of online play for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater are just missing. They're not available. So yeah, those seem to be the big ones for me. Absolutely. Um, th those are the glaring omissions that I'm quite surprised Vicarious didn't take a look at from the past games, multiplayers. But yeah. if somebody wants to play King of the Hill on Chopper Drop all day long, let them do it. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, let's play a two-minute King of the Hill on Chopper Drop. That'd be a blast. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, uh, so we're going to wrap it up here with uh, with Freddie and I's final thoughts. And we get some questions from Discord. And then, of course, we'll turn it over to uh, live chat in Twitch. Thanks to everybody for hanging out, by the way. We really appreciate the support. Um, we weren't sure how this was going to kind of come off or go. Um, but uh, great, great comments in the chat tonight. Thank you, everybody. Uh, so for the reception on this, um, critical and hardcore community, from what everything that I've read and everything that I've seen, by and large, is pretty positive. Have you read much negative in regards to this game, Freddie? I'm actually surprised at the the lack of negative feedback that I've seen. Uh, it's pretty much been all positive, all hype. Uh, there's really not anything that's, that's outstandingly bad about the game, which is pretty amazing. 
in 2020? Yeah, I agree. I, it's the first time that Tony Hawk, a Tony Hawk game, got higher a, a, a high review on both GameSpot and IGN, two of the biggest gaming publications online. Got a nine on both of those. That's crazy high. Um, I don't remember. I didn't look it up before the podcast to see what like Proving Ground got or, or American Wasteland. But I think I don't think any Tony Hawk game got that high of a rating on either of those publications for for since maybe even Thug One. So pretty cool to see that. And then yeah, I mean, yeah, that's got to be the highest score since Thug One. I think so too. I don't think anything got higher. So pretty amazing. And then you also see too. I've been searching high and low for sales numbers um i read one publication they didn't verify it so don't quote me on the source but i did read that the projections were that this was going to have outsold tony hawk's pro skater 5 in its first week by 448 percent so pretty (laughs) mind-blowing that it seems like it's doing well sales wise because that's what of course activision as a publisher is going to be looking at whether we like it or not you have to admit they're in they're in this to make money and if it doesn't make money they're not going to continue to develop it but if it makes money huh game on let's keep it going because there's still you know there's something to tap so that's that's and that i'm reading this publication now it's that is strictly physical copies sold in the uk uh 448 percent higher than tony hawk 5 wow just physical copies which I mean, how many people buy physical copies anymore? Almost everybody does digital, right? You know, it's just crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine how many digital sales. Yeah. So I'm going to be really curious to see what those numbers With look the, like. With the popularity of the demo? Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's talk about what they got right. The few, that's a, a few things that they got right totally. I think they got, uh, for me, uh, they got the visuals right. They got the gameplay right. There's always this conversation about does it feel right with, you know, air quotes around feel. And it's hard to quantify what that means because it means so much to so many people. I believe they got it right. It feels right. So uh, that's good. Lots of bright spots in Create a Park. Um, create a Skater, Okay. It's 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 okay. Uh, I think they got that right. Biggest uh, glaring thing. Well, we talked about what got missing. What do you think they got right, Freddie? Like you said, the stunning visuals, the level of detail, um, the, the 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 like you said, the creative mode. The, I'm really still blown away about the the um, what was it the the pieces? Yeah, the smart the, pieces. Uh, yeah, the smart pieces, <laughs> and um, I really, really quite impressed the most by the physics. The first thing that I noticed in, in my sing- my first single session in the warehouse demo was just how smooth it felt, and that's really refreshing. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> um, what's missing? Uh Let's see, just the the the, la- the limited options, diversity of the online mode to me. Um, for all the things that they have in the single player portion, the the secret challenges, the progression, the casts, uh, 
I really think that the online could have been fleshed out a little bit more. Yeah. Um, things like text chat, voice chat, to things that will really go a long way towards building a new community of players on this new game. Yeah, I I would say uh, everything he said, uh, uh, definitely a more uh, robust online experience uh, for online gameplay, online multiplayer. Uh, I'd like to see casts, uh, a few more options in casts um, to be able to really get that level of customization that you know people are looking for and some of the zany items and some of the zany looks that a lot of people love to express themselves with I think would be really, really nice, uh, good addition there. Um, but my gosh, in regards to the levels, in regards to the level design, in regards to the goals, the challenges, I mean, they just nailed all of that stuff. So not a lot missing there. A couple of things in, in Creative Park with the missing uh, ability to do goals and gaps and the ability to play those uh, Creative Parks with friends online. Um, that's definitely missing. Um and then, yeah, we'll have some questions. Ganja the Cat is talking about in chat about some of the mechanics that they'd like to see, and we're going to talk about that. I think it's one of the questions from Discord. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some things missing, but not tons. What is your hope for the future of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2? Uh, I think for me, I think just continue to iterate. Uh, definitely would love to see online play fleshed out more for sure. Some of it's already announced as coming, which is good news. I hope that that even more will be coming. And, of course, the hopes for DLC. I mean, I would love to see 3 and 4 uh, done with this same treatment. Obviously, there would be some challenges to overcome because 4 had career mode, so I don't know how that would integrate into this engine, and that's one of the Discord questions too. But, um, yeah, definitely would love to see and even more so, you know, some some fully thought out and fleshed out levels that would be brand new. But uh, it's a remaster, so uh, I think your point's well said earlier, Freddie. I mean, we, we shouldn't really expect to see any sort of new content. And really, uh, I think everybody would agree that most of the 2X levels were not solid. The additional levels in 2X weren't, weren't any of the best. So how about for you? What do you, what do you hope, Freddie? Obviously, the number one thing is the proper version of King of the Hill, not the, uh, excuse my language, bastardized version from Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. <laughs> uh, yeah, just like you said, the just reorganizing the online mode so it functions like the older online modes where you can get in a room with friends, share your caps with friends. Um, even if we don't get all the levels from three or four uh, a, f a select few would be nice uh, namely from four because uh, when you look into the history of the Tony Hawk games the only type of remake we've ever had from four was Alcatraz in the PSP version of Tony Hawk's Project 8 so it would be nice to actually see a four level redone whereas the three levels have been redone already right um and if Vicarious gets the green light to make their own original Tony Hawk game I'm all for it. I'm all on board. Uh, I hope they reuse some of the mechanics they've used here. And uh, whether they want to make something totally original or they want to keep it going with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 6, uh, I'm all on board with Vicarious Visions right now. Yeah, agreed. 
<laughs> I want to say something about can we just erase Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 and pretend it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to not be so mean. Or just uh, do the Tony, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 remake. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And, yeah. Um, so if you had to give it a 1 out of 10, Freddie, as a final score after I think you got the early copy, um, which was really cool. So you've had a couple weeks in this. What would be your final score, 1 out of 10? From everything I've seen here, uh, online and offline, despite my bias about there being no King of the Hill, it's hard not to give it a, a nine out of ten. Yeah, I was uh, my my uh, my final score would be probably I was going to say eight point five or nine, but um, th- yeah, there's enough here to to really make it great. So yeah, I'll I'll stick with the I'll stick with an eight point five. That kind of cheats, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna give it an 8.5. Like I said, the, the biggest uh, the biggest thing to me is even though online multiplayer uh, was a disappointment, it it just felt like if you're gonna add that and you're gonna market it and you're gonna you know announce that that's part of this, it really felt like that should have been stronger. Um, so that's that's my final score. Okay, let's uh, let's go ahead and grab some questions from Discord um, from from uh, from some folks there in the No Fun Allowed as we like to normally do. So we'll start out with Ghost and Ghost Sass. Uh, what mechanics do you think the game could benefit from, and why? Better angles for wall plants, wall push, etc. I'll let you grab definitely. First thoughts. Uh, I would say you know wall push the ability to sketch all the vehicles in the levels. Um, Better angles, sharper maybe sharper angles for the wall plants, mm-hmm. and uh, the ability to uh, wall ride the 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 bigger vehicles like the van. That would be nice instead of just automatically getting killed by every vehicle. Maybe you could wall ride the side of it to avoid it. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know the way I play the game. I. I'm so used to walking now, and I like some of the ways that people utilize walking for for drifting and and uh, things like that. I I wouldn't mind seeing walking um, re-added. Um, wall ride angle was weird for me at first because it's different than Thug Pro, but I think that might have been something that they might have tweaked a little bit. I haven't gone back and played the demo, but um, I'm finding wall riding easier now. Um, than I did in the demo, and it might just be be because I've you know I've gotten used to it, and that's entirely possible. But other than that, um, there's not a lot. It looks like Gonja the Cat's saying they'd like to see wall push, sketch, wall plant, wall ride ca- uh, cars from the side. Spacewalk is a big one that I know a lot of people would like to see, um, and then spin outs. The ability to set custom restart. Yeah. Custom restart and free skate. Absolutely, I agree. Custom restart was one of the suggestions that I put in the suggestions. I think that would be a really, really helpful thing for sure. <clears throat> uh, another question from Ghost. How would you like to see the online mode be shaped? Do you, do you enjoy it the way it is? I think we pretty well covered that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, no, I don't enjoy it the way it is, and I think I've pretty well uh, defined how I'd like to see it be shaped. Uh, there's some fundamentals there, and, uh, and that's a good point uh, that you made, Freddie. There's the, the building blocks are there. It does feel stable. It does feel um, 
it does feel good in that respect. But yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot that needs to be improved on there. Just a couple more quick questions from Ghost. How did how did you feel about the cast overall? Yeah, I think we covered that pretty much in detail. I don't have much else to say on that on that one. And what downsides did you find in Cap? Yeah, same thing. Talk through it. I think we got that one covered. <laughs> All right, here's a good question from List. List asks, uh, considering the success of the game and Tony already mentioning possible new remakes and games, what would you guys prefer? And this is a great question. Extend the current game with expansion packs DLC or release them as separate games like they did in the past? Um, say they want to remake 3 and 4 fully if they want to go all out like they did with one plus two then i'm all for them releasing it as a separate game a separate physical copy and uh separate online mode all that um but if they want to add it as an expansion pack to this game then i'd be all for it as well because then you'd have that online base that's already bought into one plus two and you add them to three plus four then it doesn't separate the online community Mm, that's a good point. I hadn't thought about that. I would I would think that you could see 3 and 4 added to the same thing. I mean, the menu system's there. Everything's there for it. But then you get into marketing issues where they're going to want to market that, I would think. So I think they'd be missing out on an opportunity. You know, if, if it's DLC only, there may be an opportunity for, for marketing and for, you know, a, a player base or a fan base that, that wouldn't have otherwise known about it, it, it just being a DLC. So I, I'd like to have it as one game just because it's easier. <laughs> it's easier just to stay in the same game and, and everything you're used to, but it, I think it would make sense, and I, I would almost envision them being separate. Tony Hawk 3 remastered and then Tony Hawk 4, because like I said, because we see career mode hit in Tony Hawk 4, and there's just so much more to that that I think that that would almost have to be its own separate game. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, just looking at the level of detail that went into these levels here that we have, mm -hmm. um, I think it would be hard for them to release the full set of levels from 3 and 4 as DLC um, without charging a, a huge price for it. Yeah. Um, but here's a quick side question. If they did remaster the levels from 4, would they include... Chicago since it was originally from Matt Hoffman's Pro BMX 2. <laughs> I think they have to. I mean, otherwise our friend Tyler is going to be outraged. <laughs> <laughs> uh, previous podcast guest Tyler is on. Yeah, it's his favorite level is, is Chicago, but yeah, I think they have to. I mean, it, even though it was from a different level, uh, or excuse me, different game. Um, I think that's that's a core part of the game. It's a uh, it's one of my favorite levels too. I love that level. So, I I would be very bummed if they didn't include it. Um, yeah. Uh, sorry if I butcher your name. Wahoo uh, says in chat. Just PS3 as DLC would be uh, perfect. And I think that's kind of what I'm bending towards. Is I think that they could potentially get away with three in this as a DLC. But then four and beyond really would need to be on their own, I I think. But that's uh, a fair assessment. Yeah. Here's a question from Slim: What effect will the inclusion of the speedrun leaderboards have on the game in the community? 
I think it's awakening people's eyes to uh, how big of a uh, thing speedrunning really is. I don't think as many people know about it as um, you might think. And I think that it's pretty cool for people to be like, wow, this is a real thing. This is something that people engage in and get competitive in and participate in. And um, so I think you're going to see heavier and higher competition in that space that we've not potentially seen before. What do you think, Freddie? Uh, uh, for sure. I mean, f when you when you have something like that in the main game, it, it introduces all these new players, casual players, to an uh, aspect of the community that they may have never knew existed. And say they 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 grind on the speedrun leaderboards, and that might inspire them to submit entries to you know the the actual speedrun.com leaderboards. Right. Yeah, exactly. Are those up? I I I think I heard that they weren't they weren't accepting submission yet or something, or they were waiting for a certain amount of time to pass. Or I don't I don't know. I don't believe so. I think Crad said they weren't up yet okay. as of this moment. Uh, Silent but says that they're up now in chat. I don't know. They're up now. There you Confirmed. go. Confirmed. Up last Friday. Crad says. Here's a good question. Slim asks, uh, speedrun tournaments could have a ton of potential. Is speedrunning the new king of the hill? I don't think, well, I don't know. I guess it takes its own set of skill to do either one, right? I just, to me, I've always felt like speedrunning takes a specific mindset. Like, you've got to be so patient. I have such high, heavy respect for speedrunners, I can't even tell you. Because to just keep this repetition going over and over, just to shave a millisecond off of whatever strategy you're doing, that's seriously impressive to me. Um, so I don't know if it's as approachable as King of the Hill, I guess is what I'm trying to say. What do you think, Freddie? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Speedrunning definitely takes a lot of dedication, grinding for hours to land that perfect run. But as far as holding a speedrun tournament, if you want to see a great example of what that can look like, check out Games Done Quick's Tony Hawk release day celebration where Crad put on an exceptional performance in his speedrun race against Fog. That was very exciting to watch. Nice. Well, there you go. There, so it is possible to do, even though Crad says in chat, speedrunning's offline, cough is online. Next question. <laughs> uh, there you go. Let's just boil it down to the simple. So which missing mechanic would improve Tony Hawk's 1 plus 2 gameplay the most, and why is it the wall push? Ask Slim. <laughs> um, well, if what's the difference between... Wall push and just wall planting off the wall. Yeah, that's a good question. I've always, I always wondered what the difference between wall plant and sticker slap was. They always seem like very, very similar to me. No, I definitely. I mean, I definitely think wall push opens up a lot of possibilities. You know, well, wall Mike. push is just if you're manualing, right? It's You're not actually alling into the mechanic. You're actually just you're manualing and you, you end up at the wall and you push off of it and then you reverse direction without without losing yeah. speed. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I just never um, use that mechanic hardly ever. I think Mike opened our eyes to how good it could be utilized in one of his videos a long time ago. But uh, things like wall push or uh, the spacewalk that can keep your flow going in this game where we don't have walk to 
get more momentum could be very helpful. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Well, good stuff. Uh, that concludes our questions from uh, Discord. And uh, so if anybody in chat on Twitch right now has any questions that you'd like us to or comments that we could uh, comment on, um, certainly feel free to post them now. Otherwise, we're going to go ahead and get ready to announce our next episode. And our next, uh, we're going to have a guest again. <laughs> we've done a couple of uh, no guest episodes, so we've got an awesome guest coming up. All right, pretty quiet in chat. Uh, we appreciate the support. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us, and uh, we greatly appreciate that. So with that, let's talk about our next episode. So our next episode is going to be on... Saturday, September 26, 530 Eastern, we are going to be welcoming to the podcast Prevzi. Prev is one of today's top players achieving amazing high scores. He started this journey of being a top scorer in uh, America Wasteland around 2007, although it wasn't until 2018 when he played Thug Pro where he really became active and came to life. Uh, since then, he's achieved over a billion point combos on 29 different maps and two billion point combos on nine of these. He's played a huge role in dis uh, discovering various Thug 2 engine mechanics that eventually led to high scoring, elevating uh, to a level never seen before. Uh, he is the creator of in-depth balance analysis videos, but he is best known for his complex and creative lines that allowed him to get scores like 491 million on practice, uh, a million 52 on New Orleans with no balance meters or uh, two, uh, I guess that's two billion, two billion three hundred and fifty eight million <laughs> that's how to say it on pro skater uh he's the winner of the oas high scoring tournament thl graffiti tournament and most recently anti thps's graffiti tournament he's recently joined the sin clan those guys are taking over the world i think uh he's recently joined the sin clan along with other top tier high scoring players who are now seeking to dominate the tony hawk uh, pro skater one plus two leaderboards we're stoked to welcome Prezi and looking forward to hearing from one of the most prominent scoring-based players in the community today. Freddie, excited to, to talk with Prezi. Do you know him? Do you know him a whole lot? I didn't even ask you that. No, I don't. But uh, I think it's going to be really cool to pick the mind of you know one of the greatest high-scoring players the game has ever seen. Um, I watched that Andy Tony Hawk's graffiti tournament, and it's just like. How do you beat a guy that can easily combo around the level and score a billion points? Yeah. Yeah, no question about it. Yeah, scoring-based uh, stuff is uh, is really quite cool, and it's it's amazing that uh, the people that can do it and can do it well. So uh, we're excited to get to know Prezi a little bit better, and uh, we've got an odd uh, day there, odd day and time. He's actually uh, in the European area, so... Uh, he's actually staying up late for us. <laughs> he's going to be staying up late. Anytime we have some European guests, it ends up being quite the uh, uh, interesting time to get some uh, – to get it together like we need to. Um, so, yeah. All right. Hey, thanks, everybody, for hanging out. We really appreciate it. Thanks for the support. You guys are amazing. And uh, we will chat at you later.